Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joining with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Here to talk about the, I think, the biggest bomb in movie history, The Flash. Um, you know, it's a Barry Allen story. He tries to save his mom and he fucks up the universe. Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Sasha Kale, Ben Affleck, Jeremy Irons, Michael Shannon. A who's who of people who've been in DC movies before. And a, and a who's who of who is or wasn't a DC movie and who isn't in this movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to talk about it in a second, but face Ron Livingston's in this one. Yeah. What do we think of this? We've put this off for a long time. Right. Well, none of us saw it in the theater. I don't I, I, I saw, saw it in the theater. theater. Yeah. I went and saw it by myself. Sarah was out of town and I was like, man, this will be a fun movie to watch by myself. That seems like a great, you take the lead there. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was exactly true. I mean, you know, uh, first of all, I've, I've already stated this about this movie, but I think it's fascinating that this is the third attempt at adapting this story that at best was okay. Mm-hmm. There's already been an animated movie. There's always already been a long arc on a live action TV show. And they're going for a third one of a story that just was fine. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know why they needed to do this so bad. I will say... First of all, I'm not going to try to say this movie was good because it wasn't. But for a movie that wasn't just made by committee, but was made by several committees, committees trying to <laughs> undercut the previous committees, committees thinking they're fixing the mistakes of the previous committees. Committee like, on committee violence. Committee on committee violence. Yes. I think it's as good as it could be. Mm. Like, you know, I don't think that necessarily adds up to good, but I mean, it does have a coherent story that I can follow, and that's more than I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to follow up with you. Say, I think this movie would be actually pretty good if it doesn't commit one massive fatal flaw, in my opinion, which I want to save the spoilers so okay. talk about it. But, I mean, I dislike the first 10 minutes, and I dislike the last five minutes, <laughs> but the other, like, two hours in the middle... That's a pretty fun time. Right. The special effects are wonky. Particularly when we get to spoilers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And there are, like you're talking about, when Justice League came out, I remember Joseph and I talking about, like, that movie is better than all the drama behind it yeah. being. Right. And to the point you're making, like, there was a movie that was being made before The Rock did his hierarchy of the DC universe right. is going to change. And so then I think the movie changed. Then. Right. And then... Two weeks later, that was shit canned and James Gunn came along and this was already kind of in the can and some changes still needed to be made because they were leaving some doors open or closing some doors. And uh, at the end of the day, when you look at all that drama, this product is kind of better than you anticipated. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's four or five levels. There was everything's fine. Because, you know, this was announced a long time. I mean, there's like basically the Zack Snyder version. Right. And then that doesn't go well and it gets undercut. So it's like, oh, we're going to make a brighter, shiner version of this. And then The Rock comes along and it's like, oh, no, the Rock, the DC Universe is going to be all out The Rock. And then that shit fails. So there's at least four. And and that's, again, not even encountering all the behind the scenes people. Because I don't think everyone... You know, we've talked about this before. I, I think one of the big problems with DC behind the scenes is nobody ever knows what the other guy is. Like, absolutely not. And then that comes out. And when the thing comes out that they didn't know what was going on with, you know, you're making a movie. It's like, well, shit, I got to react to that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, it it's the best thing it could have been. Yeah. 
I, I can tell you, I uh, I didn't watch this in theaters, and I, uh, in my heart, wanted to not like this so bad. Which, as you guys know, is like my default setting. Right, right. I, I prefer mm-hmm. not to like things. Uh, but I think I may have set my expectations too low for it because I did end up having a pretty good time. Yeah, it's fine. It. Yeah. I, I think the third act is an absolute mess. I mean, but that's true of like all the DC movies that right. we've had so far. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, completely agree with everything else you guys have said. It's like it's way more coherent. It's way more of a movie than it seems like it really should have been. Right. I honestly think besides the third act, it, it had the makings of a good superhero movie for kids yeah. for a while. And then it kind of gives up on that. But if they had committed to that, I would be like, oh, you know what? You guys had a, a target and I feel like you almost reached it. Right. I, I do think uh, I don't think this is a spoiler. So I want to talk about it now. Hurt, you had briefly talked about how the, the story that this is based off of. It's just it's OK. Right. One of the things that I just cannot stand about Flashpoint is the plot line of the Atlantean Themyscira war yeah, right, right. and Aquaman having an affair with Wonder Woman right. and is all that's just bullshit. Right. I just don't like it's just too much in right. my opinion. And this being like, well no, we're just going to redo the day Zod attack. Excellent choice. Uh, that I is an that improvement right. on the uh, source material in my opinion. It's always it's always great great to see Michael Shannon even when he does not have a fucking clue where he is. Because yeah, yeah. you can just tell it's like but I'm I'm okay, yeah, sure. I, I, this, was, this was a day's work he got me very much. Passing by the lot. <laughs> I do want to give Zack Snyder a little bit of props because it's like you ever hear like directors talk about Michael Bay and how like other directors really respect Michael Bay? Right. It seems like there is a cult of actors who really like Zack Snyder because he said he told them no mm-hmm. until Zack Snyder approved that oh, he really? could come back. Like he was that allegiant right. to that dude who made three only slightly not shitty movies. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's true. Like all those guys seem to love him. Cavill does. Mm-hmm. Affleck does. Affleck, who's worked with you know like serious people, yeah. like you know, uh, thinks this guy's great. So worked with very not serious. I mean, that's true. He also made like reindeer. Games yeah, I don't know. Shit. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, on on a similar note of people coming back to the Snyderverse. You cannot fucking tell me that Billy Crudup either had something better to do or didn't need the yeah, money I'm to be in this fucking movie. I'm very upset Billy Crudup is not in this movie. I don't feel like I need Billy Crudup, but I'm... I'm he would have been better than what we got. I insulted by the idea that he didn't think that he needed this. Yeah. Here's here's why I think they went with Ron, Ron Livingston instead. I think they just hired him, and this is fucked up, because he looks worse. Yes. Like, no. Billy Crudup looks like he could still go to toe-to-toe with him. He looks like he should be playing a superhero, not a superhero's dad. I like Ron Livingston a lot in one of my favorite movies ever. He does not. He looks like somebody's dad. Yeah. And he looks like somebody's dad who would go to prison. Yeah. I mean, I I do... We all know Ben Affleck's in this movie. That's not a spoiler. Ben Affleck, it's five minutes in it. He's pretty good. You can see in this also, this was another attempt at course correction. But... Not all of it, because some of it still has that like Snyder verse, like almost saw look about it. Mm-hmm. Like, but then when you get to Wonder Woman and, and Batman, this is the best version of those actors as those characters' costumes. Yeah. Like, can I say they pause way too long for the applause break yes. when uh, Wonder Woman shows yes. up on screen? <laughs> Yeah, they really thought they were going to get something out they, of that. I, they definitely think that music hits with people a lot more than it does. I I think it's arguably like Hans Zimmer's worst soundtrack. <laughs> and uh, I don't love the Batman suit. I do love that it's blue. 
I love that it was it was the first time we've seen yeah. blue and gray in a movie, and I liked it. I didn't like that it looked so segmented and stuff, yeah. but yeah, overall, I was I enjoyed the Ben at five minutes of Ben Affleck I got in this. Yeah, I, oh, this movie's better than Transformers. I think it is. You know, it probably is better than Transformers. Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching this again. I don't know if I'm going to go better with Transformers just because of some of the stuff we see in spoilers. Yeah, some of it like harmed me. Yeah, I may agree with you. The last 40 minutes in general, I think, is pretty tough. <laughs> but I, the, the first uh, hour plus goes by pretty I, quick. I, I will say, you know, looking back on it, when I was in the theater alone, you know, thinking this was going to be a fun movie, I did have a lot of fun. There was just stuff towards the end that was so bad that I was sitting there thinking, is like, because I'd already read some of the spoilers at that point. Mm-hmm. And I had already made a better movie in my head that how this was going to end. And man, it was not that. Before we get into the spoilers, do we think Andy Machete deserves a Batman movie because of this? Which movie we can't talk about until we talk about the other Batman. Well, in the is movie, he supposed to have a Batman? He's directing Brave and the Bold. Which fine is with that. I, th- I think so. I think he should get Affleck. I think... Like, I think the Batman that he's talking about doing, you know, the mm-hmm. an older Bat, that this is the movie that Ben Affleck should be doing. I think you had a, what was the idea you had for casting on it? I oh, remember. no, you had Josh Hartnett. That yeah. would also be really good. Yeah, Josh Hartnett's my pick, but I feel like Andy Machete, it, people shit on that second It movie. I think all of his movies, including this one, are like better than the average. Mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them are better than Transformers. And, and by better than average, it's probably one of the top DC movies. Yeah. The other the other thing is, I love the way he shoots and lights things. Like, they just... He, no one makes movies right. like that guy does, in my opinion. They look... The CGI is awful. Well, so I'm going, but I think yeah. they look good. On that note, so this movie costs $200 million. Yeah, at least. Where did that go? Yeah. What what was that used for? Well, I mean, I think it was used to make four different movies. Maybe. You know? Like, you know, it's the same thing with with Justice League. They made they made a movie and then they made a different movie and then they went back and remade the first movie that they didn't finish. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of that went on with this. Yeah. That's probably true. Besides the 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 like general like lightning effects mm. and how that like changes the lighting in the room, which is actually pretty cool. Right. Pretty much every other effect on this, I think, can be done by a modern iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I know we give the CW Flash a lot of shit, but I don't think this looked any better than anything I mean, that show. The CW Flash like has like PlayStation Three special effects, and this had some like fucking in places PlayStation Two true, effects. Yeah. yeah. So spoilers? Spoilers. Before we get into spoilers, one, oh thing, one thing I want to say. I think that there are this many people that give a yeah. shit about spoilers on but the fucking movie. Did, I, well, yeah, because everybody's probably seen this at one point. But I just want to touch on Barry's friends are fucking awful. Yes. Are they and, his friends? And, and like not in that like, you know, not in that like Kurt Angle, like getting the crowd worked up like awful. Yeah. They're just like awful. You don't like them, but it's not any fun. I wasn't clear if they were supposed to be his actual friends or if they were kind of supposed to be like workplace bullies. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, they're terrible. Yeah. Okay, that's all I had to say before spoilers. Let's go to spoilers. Um one thing we haven't talked about at all is Ezra Miller yep. in this movie. And this is this is a big thing that I want to talk right. about. I actually think Ezra Miller as like Prime Barry Allen mm-hmm. is really good in uh-huh. this movie. Uh, I think it's Ezra Miller's best turn as right. Barry Allen. And I think the problem with Ezra as, as Barry has been his Barry is a Barry Wally amalgamation. One hundred more Wally than Barry. More honestly. Wally than Barry. So this is the fatal flaw of this movie, in mm-hmm. my opinion. If you if you're in spoilers, you should know there are three Barrys in this movie. Right. 
There should not be. It should be Barry, Wally, and Zoom. Those right. you could keep the plot the exact same. One hundred percent. And you let him be Barry, and then Wally gets the powers on that day, and Zoom still tried to fucking kill his mom and everything like that, straight out of Flashpoint. Right. And this is a now a love letter to the character and the, like the people who have been the Flash. And it honestly probably would be DC's best movie. And right. also it gives you an easy backdoor next step to replacing Ezra Miller, who's going to be in prison next week. Which is, <laughs> I mean, is crazy. I've said this before, but it bears saying again that at this moment in time, they were hard no to Henry Cavill. We're done with that guy. But with Ezra Miller, they're like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like, like they were not giving themselves any backdoor or no. anything. It's crazy. I just think Ezra finally figured out how to play the character of Barry Allen, mm -hmm. and then having other Barry right. is all the worst parts right. of the Barry Allen he's been playing or they've been playing. Mm -hmm. I think making that character Wally West and just putting someone else in there, one, is better for like the story you're telling, right? and two, allows Ezra to just be this good version of Barry right. that they haven't been previously. I mean... I will say, I do think it was cl a clever thing to do that they weren't doing an origin story, but they found a way to still do an origin mm -hmm. story. He has to go back and relive his origin. But I agree, he could just as easily do that with a second character instead of himself. Yeah, if he know, like, if, if Barry Allen as a character, right, knows where the lightning strike's gonna be and what date it is, okay, it's just Wally West is... I was gonna say, they've, they, they've already established, like, you've changed the past and future, so mm -hmm. it could absolutely be somebody else yeah. in that place at right. that time. It just happens to be Wally there yeah, at right. that time. I, I To me, I think that's a better choice, and I really struggled with it because I don't think Ezra has the chops to play three different versions right. of that character. Right. Having said that, you brought up a good point. I actually liked the time travel rules in this. Oh, the, yeah. the little spaghetti shit, I totally uh -huh. bought it. I was like, this is comic book me enough. Keaton delivers it. I'm all on board. Don't, don't want to pull my anime card out, out too hard, but uh, uh, it is very similar to the Steinsgate time travel. <laughs> so, you know, just, just throw that out there. So uh, you brought him up. What do we think of Michael Keaton in this? It's fun. Right. I, I I mean, I loved it. I, I He seems like he's happy to be there, and so I'm happy that he's there. Right. I do think the Burton movies did a much better job of covering up that he was a little guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In this, it's very evident he's a little dude. To be fair, everybody's a little dude in this fucking movie. <laughs> One of the things, uh, I, I don't know if you guys heard about this. One of the things I heard about this movie that I thought was really cool is they made Michael Keaton a version of his Batman suit where he could move his neck and he refused it. That's oh, wow. awesome. Yeah, he was like, no, my Batman does not move his neck. You know, which I fucking love. Uh, I thought, I think he is very good. I think he's having fun. I don't like all the freaking callbacks. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah no, no, I mean, no, all those things are the worst bit. But yeah. before he just being Bruce Wayne, Batman retired and just being Michael Keaton. It's fun. I like that bit. But, I mean, I definitely, of all the callbacks I didn't like, the one I didn't like the most was the Joker laughing yeah. box. Like, that's too just on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm someone who, you know, as on record as I love fan service, but that that felt dirty. He's too on the nose. Yeah. It's just, and like maybe once would have been okay, but it's far more than once. Right. And I can I can say back to your your thing about the Turney uh, Cowl 
the there were three moments in this movie that made me laugh out loud, which I'm I'm loath to say because again I wanted to hate this movie right. so bad. But one of them is when young Barry puts on his homemade suit and tries to like turn around in the bat bat wing and face gets all messed up and it's very funny. I, I would say that I I also wanted to hate that because you know that's everything I hate. Yeah. I don't like this side of the screen right, jokes right, right. on that side of the screen, but I also it was funny. That. Yeah, yeah. What do we think about old Sasha Kale as Supergirl? I thought she was great. Yeah. I, I'm sad we won't see her again. Yeah, I think she's she's really good in the short screen amount right. of screen time she has. And I appreciated that it was like, they were like, well, we're going to take Flashpoint Superman. We're going to make it Supergirl. We're also going to do Supergirl's origin story. And we're going to do like kind of a Red Sun origin story. Put it all together. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, I I, I, I love that. I would have liked it. I, I think... There is some of my biggest complaints with this movie because I liked both her and Michael Keaton more than I liked Ezra Miller. So it's like, why am I not just walking, watching a movie yeah. about these people? Well, they knew that they advertised the two of them almost way more yeah, yeah, than yeah. advertised Ezra Miller. I really thought that girl was like some kind of British because I kept hearing some weird accent shit mm-hmm. happening when she was trying to deliver her lines. Right. Just Boston. Well, <laughs> that's also a weird really? accent. I guess that's true. I don't know. You know. That suit is great. The suit is great. The suit is the best Superman suit they've made since they outlawed the trunks. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about all the crazy cameos at the end of this movie? Well, I heard a lot of them even. I just want to say that I had heard about these cameos before I got in, but not how they presented themselves. So I had assumed there was going to be some sign of lightning fast time travel where Barry shows back up with an army of these CGI characters from other movies. And man, was it not that. Mm-hmm. It's just some big glowy balls running into each other. It's just like one, I don't I don't understand how it like fits into the story in any way. I don't I don't I like doesn't add anything to the plot right. at all, which is like it's fine. You know, I, I get that the whole point is like, you know, fan service just trying to like get the cheer, but like mm-hmm. who are you getting this cheer from? Right. Well the one I felt was the grossest was George Reeves. Because I mean, mm-hmm. here's a guy. Mm-hmm. Killed himself, killed himself. Yeah, yeah. partially due to not being able to disassociate himself with his character. Like that was just, you know. But yeah, that's my, like who's the mark for these? Right, movies? right. For this, I mean, at least like four to five minutes of screen time. Right. If this movie wanted to get really trippy, Ben Affleck would have paid George Reeves, and that's right. That would yeah. have awesome. That been awesome. That man. Once again, I think maybe he should have been in charge of all. <laughs> that's a great idea. I, you know, and I've talked about on the podcast before how I think the world is a worse place that we didn't get the Tim Burton Superman movie. I'm yeah. not saying I think it would have been good, but I think it would have been something. Yeah. And, I, you know, like in the theater, I did mark out for seeing him fight this giant spider. That's correct. That's the John mm-hmm. Peters joke. But again, also, it was just like it felt empty, too. Yeah. And they I mean, God. Have we ever gone deeper into the uncanny valley than? Oh, yeah. No kidding, man. Right. Like, the, these are where the PlayStation Two special yeah. effects are, and I think this is where they should have tried the hardest. Yeah, for sure. I don't understand what, what do we call that sphere thing that I don't remember what they called it in the movie. <laughs> but like, I don't understand why it had to be just awful CGI monstrosities. Right. Like, I don't understand why you couldn't. I, I don't have. It didn't have to be a sphere at all. No. If, you, if you didn't have the capability to like draw that many things or repeat that many frames or something. Right. But yeah, it, it looks. I mean, it was 100% in this movie for people to read the spoiler and think they had to go see this, which I fell for, Uh you know, like, but in practice, it was nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, off this subject. I'm just curious to hear y'all's opinion. 
on the saving all the babies in the beginning of this. That, that's that was my. I, I think like the first twenty minutes of this movie is like designed to do what I think superhero movies should be always about, right? Which is selling toys. One hundred percent. Every single sequence, every single costume, every single vehicle, mm-hmm. everything in it is there for like you know a set of toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, for kids to be like, I remember that from the movie. Or that right. was fun. I love it. I have no problems with it. I hate that scene. So, so. stupid. It's so stupid in like, I don't know, in a way that I enjoy. Well, I, I talked about this when I slightly talked about this before on here. But I think, you know, when James Gunn said he really liked this movie, part of that is because he was corporately mandated to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But partly also is he saw that scene and thought, that's a sequence like I would do. And they put, I, a, they put a baby in a microwave. <laughs> and I think, I think if James Gunn would have done it, he would have said it to Whitney Houston's "The Greatest Love of All." I believe the children are the future. So <laughs> well, and let them lead the way. I think that would have just been great for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hate everything about it. I hate. <laughs> I, I hate. I think it looks awful. Oh, it looks yeah. real bad. I dislike. Like I don't. You know. Th- I'm not a big fan of putting babies in danger. Maybe it's the parent in me, <laughs> even if they're fake alien looking babies. But then like the constantly going back to the food joke, even going back before that, I don't think like, I, I don't know if Barry's already interacted with Iris by this point. I don't know, but I don't think they have any chemistry. No, yeah, the like barista guy telling a really long story that didn't hit for me. Uh-huh. Like all of that's bad until to me, until Barry and Bruce have that conversation where Bruce is like, you know, we can't do it. Like, right. If I could, I'm not going to do it. At that point, I was like, okay, that's this is a really good interaction. Both of them are pretty good in it. Uh, let's see where we're going from here. But but first, like 15 minutes, I was like, God, this is going to be a long two hours and 27 minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> and then that the ending is awful. Yeah. Right. Like we right. agree. No, no, it's awful. That you just sat through before you even get to the fucking George Clooney tooth falling out. Right. Talk about Uncanny Valley. That doesn't even fucking look like Ezra Miller. Right. Uh, Before that, the entire movie is Barry learning that you can't change the past. And the resolution is that Barry still changes the past. Uh What the fuck did I sit through this for? Like, I mean, I feel like he thought, well, if I change this thing that won't pay off to when I'm back in the future, it'll be fine. But it doesn't follow the rules he's learned exactly. at all. Exactly. If we didn't have that scene with fucking Batman where he explained that's not mm-hmm. how it works, you probably can get away with it. By the way, this is how Flashpoint does in. That's why the fucking New 52 and all that yeah, shit yeah, happens right. is that Barry still makes the choice to change the past right. in a different way. But you set, you created a scene and made rules to allow you to do all this fun stuff. Right. Why would, like, it just, it just right. was the worst decision. How did we, how did we enjoy the Eric Stoltz joke? I mean, they hit on it too hard. They, yeah. they, they lingered on it too long. That was a 10 second joke that went on for like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Also, every joke in this movie may hit for us. How many of them hit for the general audience? 100%. Like, it's one of those things where I'm watching it and I'm like, how confused with anyone who doesn't have a podcast (laughs) be about this. Like, which granted there's so many podcasts out there. It's a viable market to shoot. Sure. But I, it just felt like anybody who isn't 100% stooped in movie trivia and superhero movie trivia would be lost in this movie. Yeah. I think that's one thing that really like brought this movie down for me over anything 
was just all the people, like, all the fucking critic reviews, Ben Affleck, fucking James Gunn, everyone talking about how great this movie is. And, like, it's not even the best comic book movie we got this year. It's not, not even, even close. Not even top three. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, like, but it is pretty good. I just want to know what movie those people saw. Well, and particularly since this has a lot of similarities to Spider-Verse. Yeah. And they came around at the same time. And there's no way to look at this even in the same, like, there's just not the same. There's no, it's not, yeah. saying they're on a different level does not does it a disservice. It's like, one of them is great, and one of them exists. Yeah. I don't know, I have much to say. Um, I will watch it again at some point in time, I'm I, sure. I mean, that is the thing. I think this was, I think this works better more as just, oh, I'll put this on yeah, Absolutely. It's, this and just, feels like a TV movie. Right. Yeah. Allegedly, the, the end of this movie was supposed to be, Barry sees Batman, but we don't. He still says, mm -hmm. oh shit, or whatever. And it was supposed to be the implication that that's the new Batman. What fuck didn't they go with that? They, well, they don't want Ezra. That's well, why. that's a good point. They decided instead this was not a bridge. This was the end. Yeah, Ezra ends Even up Even though in the after credit scene kind of makes it seem like, oh, well, maybe there's more of this. Well, I thought that... I, by, by the way, I watched this on HBO today, or whatever the fuck it is now, and it just jumped me to the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait for the after credit scene. That's it's how not useless good. it is. It's stupid. It's okay. basically... I You know, I watched this, you know, a month ago, two months ago now, so I don't... But basically, it's just Aquaman shows up in a puddle, <laughs> and Barry tries to explain to him that he's fucked up the universe. Yeah, I, um, I almost interpreted it to be that, for some reason... Jason Momoa, Aquaman, those movies, still everything happened for him right. in the new universe. Right. Uh, that movie's, you know, that trailer's fun, but that movie's gonna suck. Right. It's, it's gonna bomb. What's I mean, the point of this anymore? I mean, the thing is, it is, it's it's a lame duck superhero movie, and it's the same shit. It's been, it's been committee versus committee to death. Like, who knows what it is. I did like the trailer. It was shiny. I was happy to see Patrick Wilson back. I didn't know he was coming back. Looks uh, like he's a co-lead. Yeah, it. which it, I like that dude, so I'm I'm happy about that. I don't know. I feel like I had more to rag on about this movie, but I've been talking for a long okay. time, so I think maybe we've covered it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I shat on it more than I intended. It's fine. It just could have been great. I was about to say. I feel like I made it sound better than it is. It is fine, <laughs> but it is better than I expected it to be, which was absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yep. So, basically yeah. the same. Yeah. I think I came down a little harder on it because those shit in the spears just almost just pissed me off. Yeah. The what? You know, the shit time in the spears. spears. Oh, spears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the flash, isn't it? There's no like subtitle to no. it. No. Just the flash. Right. Uh, better than Transformers majority. I I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I'm probably watching it before. I'm going to say things. by the slimmest margin maybe we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know that it is. I don't, I'm sure I probably, at the end of the day, will have watched Transformers more, but I think if you ask me right now which one I'd rather watch, I would say The Flash. Right. So I'm going to say better. I mean, you know, th th one of the things that levels it out is both of the leads are awful people. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going to feel guilty, in a way, watching either one of them. That's correct. Anyway, what have we been watching the last week-ish, guys? Uh, once again, I watched nothing. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about Something I haven't talked about in a long time, which is Critical Role. Right on. Um, you know, one thing that I think this campaign has done differently than the previous two. I mean, we've talked about it at length here. Campaign one and Critical Role is like classic high fantasy. They're elves. They fight goblins and trolls and things like that. 
And campaign two is like everything not that and kind of like what an RPG tabletop RPG could be. There's like science fiction element. There's like a political element. And then campaign three to me is the most like a home game, which if you've ever DM Dungeons and Dragons, you just steal shit from things you like. And so like, for example, in this campaign, there was a bit where they basically did a dungeon crawl in what I could only describe as a Ripley's Believe It or Not. And then there was like a whole Mad Max arc, which is literally a Mad Max town. There was even like a, a death race type of, you know, thing on Mad Max vehicles. And now they're on the Black Pearl. It's a ghost ship with skeletons and they're after a compass and shit. And I just appreciate that it feels like Matt Mercer has resulted to the same way that I write the Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> campaigns. He's, he's been building up material for 30 years. And he's run out. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'm okay with it because I think it's, I do think it, I think it feels the most like a home game. These people are having, Campaign 2, I love. I've been rewatching it. I'm very close to being finished. They almost all get a little too convoluted and obsessed with their backstories and keeping secrets and making mm. deals. This is just seems like everyone's having fun. Their characters aren't that deep. Matt's putting them in fun environments. And I, I mean, it's, it's a good time. It's always a good time. Always been a good time. Uh, I'm excited to see where it gets. Uh, so, you know, Critical Role, as always, better than Transformers. That's it. So you reminded me of something I wanted to ask you guys about, but it sort of ties into what I was going to talk about. This is a, this is going to be a subsect of the segment of what we've been watching, this, is that Jehu is getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sarah this week, she was in Destin, and she decided she was going to buy an Xbox. Hmm. I have not played video games in at least a decade, but I was pretty excited about this decision. She was doing it because, you know, her job now, no one she works with lives near her. So some of them like socialize during Xbox, using Xbox. So I I was like, fuck yeah, before she even gets home, I'm going to run out to the trailer because where all my old video game systems went to die once they became obsolete was my childhood room in the trailer. So all that shit's still there. I'm going to get all my favorite Xbox games and bring them home. So she gets home, I set it up, and I start looking for the tray. Mm. And I'm looking for like a secret fucking magic button or something to open the tray. And then there's no fucking tray. There's no tray. to take discs anymore. It's moved beyond me. Um, I think there are two versions. There's a version that does take discs and a version. I think, now. but yeah, it's like 200 bucks more. Yeah. And, you know, Sarah just bought the cheaper one. So, uh, so, you know, uh, physical media becoming obsolete, worse than Transformers. I'm going to go. Agreed. I, um, you know, got a few games. Uh, I One of the things I did on Batman Day, one of the games I was going to try to replay because I never really finished it, was was Arkham Asylum. Uh, so I bought Arkham Asylum $4.99 on Batman Day. And, uh, man, at the time this game came out, like, people really, you know, were like, you know, of course there were people who loved it, but a lot of people was like, man, that shit's pretty hot topic and I don't think that's fair. It's like Spencer's fucking gifts. It's <laughs> trashy. And I'm not saying it's fun. I'm trashy. I'm I'm a trash person. But god damn, the costume designs in this are just so Spencer's gifts. That's the only mm-hmm. way I can describe it. Uh, but that being said, I'm having fun playing again. What I was going to ask you about, though, 
you know, in on the subject of physical media becoming obsolete. Have you guys heard that on the Dungeons and Dragons Blu-ray, there's an extra where the cast plays Dungeons and Dragons? I know that they did that. I've seen clips of it, but I haven't watched the whole I'm thing. I'm going to buy the Blu-ray. Just to watch that. that. I mean, yeah. I'm st- I still buy Blu-rays and stuff because I'm obsolete, but I'm definitely going to get that. So Look, that- if, if you don't have it on physical media, they can take it away from you any fucking time they want. They've learned, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, uh, yeah, that may be what I'm talking about next week. I like it. Yeah. A couple different things. Starting most accessible. I watched Gangs of New York for the first time this past week. The I, first time? The first time. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, I should say, I watched it much later than its theatrical release. Too. Yeah. Not as late as you. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's obvious. It's better than Transformers. As, the as, cast is so good. As much as he's a fucking asshole, Daniel Day-Lewis is like, fucking captivating he's just great in this because he's so often trying to be like a real person and in this and in this he just he has no interest in that he's just like i'm going to ham it the fuck up and it's great oh he's like like a maniacal mustachio weaving villain in it like i mean like he is definitely like the biggest thing in this movie right now like he commands the screen every time he's on it i watching this did make me wonder is Leonardo DiCaprio a good actor? I feel like he kind of does the same thing in everything. I can't decide. I I, I think of uh, as far as like non the or the least Leo roles I can think of that he's played. Obviously, fucking what's eating Gilbert Grape, right? Calvin Candy, but like, isn't he kind of just always being the same guy who's just always kind of furrowing his brow? And I don't know. I think that's being Leo. A fair assessment. I think he definitely he rides the crest, yeah, so to speak, of the. Uh, of just being a movie star and actually being an actor. Yeah, I mean, you like, know? I think he's good at being that guy. Right, but yeah, I totally. Like he, like Tom Cruise is good at being yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why Wolf of Wall Street's the one that stands out to me right. because I think that's the most of a curveball from him. Right. But the rest of them are a very much a furrowed brow guy. Yeah, this is unrelated to what I was just talking about. But I was trying to think of who was in like weird cameos in Gangs of New York, and it reminded me of the weird cameo in The Flash that we just watched. Why was Jamie Lannister in this movie, dude? I think he's supposed to be Eobarthon. No shit. <laughs> I, that's my complete hand head cannon is that this version of Eobarthon is pissed off the Flash stole a slice of pizza. <laughs> I hope that's true. Yeah. I that's I'm, I'm with you on that one. I also think he'd be a great cast for that character. 100%. Yeah. He definitely should be some sort of supervillain. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, uh, as far as anime, I watched uh, finished a uh, rom-com anime called Nisekoi. Nothing particularly special about it, just a fun, wholesome, good time by anime standards. Uh, and then the, the last one that I watched that I, I really like it's called uh, Land of the Lustrous. It's on Amazon, and it's also an anime, and it is hard fantasy. And like all hard fantasy, it sounds fucking insane for me to explain <laughs> it. Because if it's not fucking Lord of the Rings light, it's just, you know, something absolutely fucking crazy right. to like, as your base camp before you even like begin the story. Right. So I mean, like, it's a, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic thing with like these androgynous gem people right. uh, who are fighting people from the moon. And also there's like no biological life on earth anymore. It sounds like ayahuasca, bro. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, <laughs> it definitely like, I'm not going to try and, and pitch you on it based on the basic premise because I think that's not going to work. Right. Uh, but it is good. And it's made by Studio Orange, who is like one of the pioneers of like the 3D anime thing. Uh, they've gone on to, so they made this, and then they made Beastars immediately after, which is way more successful. 
Uh, and so I think they're just going to keep fucking doing that until they, someone tells them to stop. So we may never get another season of this show. Right. But the, the manga is like a lot longer and like a, you know, grand fantasy epic. Right. And it's the first time in my life that I'm thinking, should I get a, like an actual comic book <laughs> and read a comic book? Because I, I do want to know what happens in this story. What Berserk is like that, right? Yeah. It stops like halfway through the manga. They, the manga just keeps going. They retried it like three different yeah. times. Right. But yes, Berserk is also like that. I did think of one other thing. Are you done? Yeah. Land of Lusters, better than Transformers. Since I talked so much about Ahsoka reminding me of Lord of the Rings. Right. I would say I rewatched Lord of the Rings. I watched Rings of Power again. <laughs> All of you are fucking wrong. That show is great. Uh, it was better the second time. I just need to go back and finish it because I enjoyed the episodes I watched. They were just too fucking long. They're long and they're slow, but they're I think they're very tall. There's a... A fucking 15 minute scene of a dude crying over a tree. It's the most Tolkien okay. shit possible. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I think it's legitimately very, very good. Uh, and again, I think I judged it. I liked it the first time, but because I didn't know what it was going to be, I judged it too harshly. And now that I knew and my expectations were set, fucking, I dug it more. Yeah, the now, second Christian, time. you're, you, I think it would be fair to call you deep in the pocket for Tolkien shit. Yes. How much of, of your enjoyment of this do you think is your personal bias over the love of the source material? I actually feel like the opposite is true because you could get way too fucking nitpicky and be like, like, spoiler alert, uh-huh. fucking Gandalf doesn't show up during this period of time and he's kind of a main character in yeah, season he's... one of this show. So you could be like, nope, nope, um, excuse me, he doesn't show up till the end of the third age and, uh, <laughs> But, you know, I don't want it, or the second age, uh, but I enjoy it in spite of those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, they take, like, one paragraph in the beginning of Lord of the Rings, and they create a whole show out of it. And they're really, you know, grasping at some straws, but I think it works. Better than Transformers? Better than Transformers. I'll, you know. I'll try to finish. Well, probably I'll just have to start it over, because I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I watched, like, three episodes, and then, like, this shit's too long. And then I tried watching House of Dragons. Like, this shit's too long. And then I just... I still have yet to finish. I've started it three times. I mean, people tell me it's fucking great. But again, I don't want to watch a show that has an hour and 15 minute episodes. That is not an episode. That's a fucking movie. I also think I just don't give a shit about Game of Thrones anymore. Mm. I think it's dead see, for me now. See, I keep... feeling like I, I'll remember moments I like and think, man, I want to go back and relive that. You know? Mm-hmm. I just, you know... Then you're going to get to the end. And I didn't hate the end as bad as you guys did, but I didn't love it. I rewatched it and doing it all in like 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The ending hit better. <laughs> it's way it, was like, it was like right at the beginning of COVID. <laughs> I had nothing to do. So I just watched a lot of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Very cool. Well, what do we want to do next week? Fellas? I'm out of ideas, y'all. This is, I had this, two. Is, this is all I got, too. All right. Maybe we'll have a deal done by then. I maybe. Hey, they're renegotiating today, bro. Are they? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. I don't think that's going to give us a movie by next week. No, I won't. I'll find out what happens. Uh, so yeah, join us next time for the surprise. Whatever, whatever we're fucking feeling like. Uh, in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Please rate and subscribe. Tell your friends about the podcast if you want to get in touch with us and tell us what you thought about the Flash. Uh, you can reach us at realphonies.gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at realphonies, and on Instagram, real underscore phonies. It's X, X now. Yes, you're right. 
I refuse to call it that, though. And when I have to start paying for it, it I, I, I he, also like. He's just decided to go out of business, yeah. right? Nobody's gonna fucking pay for Twitter. Yeah. I almost refuse to click on stuff that you send that's from X now, just because fuck them. Well, it doesn't work as well now. No, like, it's it, absolutely it, bust. Like it, it takes me to like some browser that I didn't even know was on my fucking phone, and like I can't get the video to enlarge. It's trash. So follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at Real <laughs> Underscore Thanks, Zach. I was Fart and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.